Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place, the legend of Korra. Hello everybody and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today we are talking about the legend of Korra, book three, Change, episodes one and two, A Breath of Fresh Air, and Rebirth. So, so that happened. So, there's a few things. Obviously Zuko, very exciting. Uh, but I feel like we had to start out with Boomy Kim Airbend, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited for him. Uh, Allison, what did you think about this this season premiere, these two episodes, and and our new like revelation of the return of Airbending? God, what an interesting place to start this season. I think that these two episodes did a really nice job of setting up like, wow, look at this incredible thing that isn't also complicated as all things in life are um, and looking at all of the different ways that this thing that on the surface would seem to be nothing but a blessing can actually be um, a lot of things at once uh, including uh, a great start to a jailbreak um, like whoa that's a fun way to start a jailbreak um, so I'm very excited about what that means for the season and what it says about um, some of the ideas in season one in particular. And um, yeah, I was very intrigued by the premise um, and also had a hard time remembering what outlandish thing that I guessed was real. Because for all I know, I guessed Boomy becomes a bender, but maybe it was Cora and Asami are like that guy. And I... And I don't actually remember what else I said. So, so someone tell me what you I got about right. The, you talked about the Earth Kingdom, and that's where the bulk of the season happens. Okay, great. See, nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, very, very promising. Was this what the two of you remember? Do you remember a really solid start to season three? I'm sorry, to book three. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was so very happy. Like you know, like the it's, it's a breath of fresh air and rebirth. I'm like, yep, for the seasons. Like they're going. Pay no attention to that book, too. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're doing this now. Isn't this great? What did you think, Noel? I, what I remembered from these two episodes was the montage of Tenzin trying to convince people to give up everything to become air nomads. <laughs> um, you're going to love our vegetarian diet. We have these great robes. Your best friend can be a sky bison. Um, and none of it working. And the delivery of J.K. Simmons hitting all of those is just so delightful. Um, But I just remember that as a thing of, oh, no one's going to join the Air Nation. Not even for a Sky Bison, because it's a lot of work. (laughs) That's why you got to get them when they're babies. Yeah, that's that's why you just get them when they're babies. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. So watching all of that... I think it's just a really great comedic montage, plus the very anime chibi um, versions of them on the map going from village to village to find is just super cute. And I really, really like when they do that kind of thing. It's a very good callback to the vacation Tenzin uh, thing on the map from season two. Um, So I think that is a really comedic way to get into the whole... What does it mean when you want when a culture wants you to assimilate into it and you're just like, no, no, thank you, sir. Um, And like that discussion, I think, is really, really interesting. 
Um, and I think that the episode does a good bit of kind of starting to tickle and interrogate that as a concept. I'm very excited about that because that's one of the big things I'll remember from this season in particular is how do you convince people to become air nomads despite the fact that air nomads culture is really strict compared to all the other cultures are not this like they're gender segregated Mm -hmm. (laughs) nuns go to the south go to the east and west and monks go to the north and south like there's a lot of stuff to kind of like dig into with that um but then that triggered for me the other part about this season's air nomad stuff is everything with zahir's uh guru um Lagheem? Lagheem? i can never remember the name of that air nomad um the guru lakshmi um and we get a lot more of that as the season progresses um i remember that very clearly um, so just the ways in which this season begins to interrogate how you rebuild an Arab nomad culture, I think is really interesting. I'm very excited to watch all of that play out. But like Allison said, man, that jailbreak is much cooler than I remember it being. It's very good. Just so many jailbreaks. <laughs> I, I watched this one um, separate from my parents and then uh, asked them about, you know, their reactions later. And my dad's like, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, we'll see. Uh, don't know about the uh uh don't don't know about the 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 bad guys uh, seem kind of you know whatever i was like okay what did you watch the same jailbreak i did that was so like like awesome for but scary because it's bad guys like that was really cool and it's like super powered bad guys they each have their own specific kind of cell to neutralize them um except for zahir whose whole thing he wasn't an airbender before this so he was just trapped on a mountain Mm-hmm. Which seems pretty extreme for a normal guy, which I think kind of also tells you just how dangerous he is before he got airbending and also mastered it immediately in two weeks, um, which is also delightful um, that they dig into a bit more. Um, but yeah, no, just the whole, we've got a lava rock bender. I think canonically it's a magma bender. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a armless waterbender voiced by Grey Delisi, who voiced Azula in Last Airbender. Um, yes, at, listeners, Allison's making a big surprise die. Um, do you want the other big like celebrity cameo in these two episodes real quick? Because Napoleon Dynamite voices the uh, slacker guy who will not leave his mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? John Hader? It's John Hader, 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 that guy. It's that guy, yeah, Fun. that guy. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, one bit of celebrity casting I don't like is that we've gone from Dante Basco to the whitest man possible in Bruce Davison to voice old Zuko. Mm-hmm. It's just, you don't get much whiter, like, even physically than Bruce Davison. He's just yeah. so pale. He's very pale. Yeah. So anyway, that's how I'm feeling about both of these episodes. And I'm very eager to get, like, really get into the season because these two episodes are really strong, like, right off the bat for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also a lot of just... Yeah, let's uh now let's get out of Republic City. Let's do something yeah. different. Which like and like like rebirth as a title, like we're just gonna start this over. Uh it feels like a good way to go and it and it really they hit that on the, the head. Like Asami's like, here's a warship. Don't ask me how I have the money for it or anything, don't worry about it. Two weeks, that Varric investment really 
really kicked in hard in two weeks. Yeah. She's like, I'm okay leaving my company. I don't have controlling interest in it anymore anyways. So let's just go on an adventure, everybody. Um, The other things you know, like that, that I really appreciate are some of the tweaks with the characters and most specifically what they're doing with Mako. I'm very on board with how awkward and like uncertain he is right now. Um, I'm very on board with uh, Korra and Asami, like driving buddies. Like this is, you know, and, and they're like, yeah, I should have, we kind of all knew. Sorry. sorry. Should have told you. Um, they, they, they handle that really well. And I'm very excited for the, the, newly energized relationships that we're seeing here. Elson, any thoughts on on Korra and Asami and Mako and all of the, the different dynamics? Yeah, I mean, it's it's more interesting to be sure, but I have to tell you, when Bolin moseyed up and was like, you're not coming with us, let me be charming and convince you to come, I kept being like, no, don't! Everybody needs space, including me! Let him stay into his job for a while. This is, it's like textbook getting past an awkward breakup and still wanting to be friends. You can't force it. You gotta give it room to breathe. Let, let the man be a police officer for a while if that's what he really wants to do. Don't, that's, it's fine. It's fine. There are other people who can help. Um, the flip side of that though is that we would not have gotten, be on the lookout for a firebender in a red scarf. Oh no, here I come with my scary fire. It's <laughs> very good. Yeah. yeah. But yes, no, I had the same response of, just just let him stay. Just let him. I mean, I get that that we're going to rehab Mako here and I'm fine with that. But but like give it some time. Give it some time. He'll be way more endearing if he's like, "Hey, uh, I realized I was kind of a tur- <laughs> Mako here. I realized <laughs> <laughs> that I was kind of a butthole. Um, would you like to talk about that or should we just move past it?" And then they could be like, "We can move past it." And then he'd be like, "Great. I'm never going to date anyone ever again." <laughs> <laughs> and then everything would be just wonderful. That's that's oh. what I think. Yeah. The central, um, how do you rebuild the air nomads if the people who are getting airbending are not children um, who whose parents can decide to sort of in, enroll them in like the, the, the temples and this like to, to that lifestyle, but are instead, you know, grown ass people with families and lives and businesses uh i think is a really good way to go the fact that boomy's like on board um i i i think they did a good job with everything in this episode but i i'm waiting for and i think we really need a really close moment with boomy reflecting on what this means because this is a huge part of his identity being the non-bender in his family um, and so for him, like, that's got to dredge up so much stuff. Obviously, he's very excited and everything, but this has got to dredge up a lot of daddy issues. And I'm really hoping we get that. I don't remember anything specific, but that doesn't mean it's not there. It's been a while. Um, but aside from that, it's nice to have Boomy, like, fully on the team and everything. But, you know, he's not giving up that flute. He's not gonna, you know, lose that swashbuckling jacket. I think the flute's okay. The jacket's probably going to be the harder thing to get rid of. Because um, I, I don't think Tenzin's going to take his flute. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's probably going to take that jacket. Milo might. <laughs> Milo will definitely take the flute. Um. Well, but 
Is it the flute, his flute in particular, is a wind instrument. So wouldn't it be the ideal instrument for an That's airbender? True. That's a good point. Think about it. He's going to be able to do that, like, Kenny G circular breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you That's go. That's great. He's got a real advantage as a musician now. Yeah. Can you imagine what, ooh, an opera singer who is an airbender would just, True. like, dominate for all time? Fifth Element Opera, just, like. Days, day and night, all just continuously. Um, well, do we have any other threads that we want to dive in with? Any other distinct thoughts? Like, I they it's a lot of setup in, in this yeah. episode. What do we think of the spirit vines kind of taking over Republic City? I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense that you can't even get rid of them, like, because of how uh, Vatu and Unalak manipulated things like Mm -hmm. i i really like that as a concept and i also really like it as a point of contention for core to drive her out of republic city um and slightly connected to that i like the fact that cora has approval numbers (laughs) which is just so delightful and that they're eight percent and she's so dismayed by this Mm -hmm. um and is talking to asami about it is like you haven't seen my approval numbers um it's just very sweet but I, I, I'm also like I also have like some context for like how this plays out as well. Um, so I don't want to like get too much into it. But it is a very sort of good and exciting development that allows the world to continue to live with Core's decision, even if the show right now anyway is more narratively interested in the effects of harmonic convergence directly as opposed to Core's decision to allow the spirit world to begin to overlap. Um, or to mingle with the human world again. Um, yeah. Because that's what they're much more interested in, um, at least initially. They have not explained why there are spirit vines in Republic City when there is not a portal in Republic yeah. City. Well, because like he was like, he, he like grew the vines when he like ducked his hands under the thing. Okay. Um, and under the ocean, they started growing in the finale, in the big battle. Oh, okay, um, that's right. I forgot about that. So, like, you see them kind of, like, take over that miniature Tokyo Tower that they have set up and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but, yeah, there's no way to get rid of them. Um, and it creates, like, this re- those weird neighborhood pockets that we saw and we'll continue to see as over the rest of the show. Um, but, yeah. 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 Marcus says, I don't blame the people being angry with Korra. And, no, of course not. Like, their home is gone. Like, the building is gone. Like, yeah, of course they're upset. I mean, she didn't anticipate this, but also, who else are you going to blame, you know? Well, she's also not helped by the fact that I, I appreciate that this universe seems to be doubling down on all politicians are garbage um, because, oh, boy. Ooh, uh, because, um, well, that, that's a theme that resonates right now. Um, and, uh, it, and it makes a lot of sense that the president who just last season was like, mm, I can't get involved and almost brought about the destruction of you know everything as a result would be like look at the avatar it's her fault it's her fault that this happened her her and like yes but as as we all like to say the situation's a lot more nuanced than that um and there doesn't seem to be a lot of room for nuance and political conversations in uh republic city or indeed any corner of this universe so um boo to that guy (laughs) yeah uh, what do we think of our new recruit? Kai, our obviously not a 
going to be a stand-in for Mako and Bo- Bolin's younger selves? Absolutely not. No, of course not. No, <laughs> no resonance no para- there. No paralleling no. going to happen there. Absolutely not. No, nope, not nope, even a little nope. bit. Not a love interest for Janora. Of nope. course not. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. not an adorable. Not Janora seeing seeing yeah. the first boy that is not her her brother ever. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, nothing like that. No, Allison. How did you feel about Kai? I mean, it was brief, right? It yeah. was um, it was brief, and I feel like it got the job done. I was like, okay, I get your deal. Um, wh- I got his deal way before any of the characters did, uh, which I assume is not a unique experience. I was like, oh, okay, you're a scamp. Got it. Got it. You're <laughs> on the lam. Let's do this. I'm all about it. Artful Dodger me all the way up. Like, yes, bring it. Um, so I'm into that. I also love it when animated characters blush. So it's one of my very favorite little specific things. Um, and a really good animated character blush is a thing of beauty in that. Janora's little tiny, just right here, cheek flush was a delight. Um, so I'm into it. I'm into, you know, I mean, just a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how we, the show didn't seem interested in exploring the fact that Mako and Bolin now have this stability that they didn't have as they were when they were kids and what it would mean for them to potentially lose um, this privilege that they've encountered for Asami, what it's like for her to go from this sort of lap of luxury to be struggling a little bit, although apparently maybe not. Um, so I'm glad to see this element of it, this economic um, sort of class element introduced into the conversation um, and what that could mean for the future of the Air Nation. Because that idea is very interesting, too. Like, what it what it is going to cost people to build the Air Nation, and what will the Air Nation look like mm-hmm. as a result. Anyway, very cool. Yeah. Um, Marcus says uh, Tenzin is definitely not a salesman, and the gender segregation will not help them with increasing their numbers. And that's actually a good point, because there aren't enough airbending masters for them to be able to split into different temples so yeah. for the for potentially the first time in their history uh i mean i don't think you can count currently with milo and janora and icky um it will it won't be gender segregated and that's gotta have a significant impact um and yeah they're obviously we're very centered on the trying to get recruit people to airbending but it's still like it's like a wave of airbenders there's like eight of them right it's still not a lot so so getting to a point where they can even just find have the numbers where they can have a a temple will be a significant thing and how what are the dynamics gonna be for the the acolytes who don't have airbending and uh, what if like three of the acolytes at one of the temples develop airbending but the other ones don't the drama the personal intrigue and stakes. It That's could be what Milo and Iki are dealing with off screen this entire season is that one of the acolytes got airbending and but we never get to see that story. Or none of the air- acolytes got airbending, but the person who does the catering did, and now they're all furious. Yeah. Very upset. The the the, the vegetarian caterer that <laughs> Yep. Yep. Um though now I'm just thinking about the impact of airbending on baking. And your options and how that would just lead to perfect souffles every single time. So they make they make good pies, apparently. Like, okay, so here is here is an anecdote. There is a winemaker in the Champagne region of France called Canard Duchenne. It's one of my very favorite wines. If you see it, it's a good value. It's like it's 
it's like $40 champagne that tastes like $80 champagne, but does not taste like $120 champagne. Uh, don't get excited, but it's very good. Um, and it is so called because a barrel maker, I think it was Canard. Now I never remember, um, which there, which is a Cooper. Mm-hmm. Is a Cooper a barrel maker? Yeah. I think yeah. that's right. Met the daughter of a vintner who grew champagne grapes. Who, the family name was Duchenne, and they met and fell in love and decided to make barrels and put wine in them together for the rest of their lives. <laughs> it feels like an airbender and a firebender should fall in love and then bake forever. Mm-hmm. And then maybe also then like employ, like always have an, a waterbender as an intern to make sure that things stay moist. Also, they need to run a barbecue. Yes. See? Ooh, the implications. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's very exciting here at Streaming in Place. Um, any final thoughts about these episodes? Any other, now that we have a little sense of the structure of what's happening this season, any other things we're looking forward to? Well, I do want to know how Allison's feeling about what we know about Zaheer and his oh, yes. gang of um, criminals that um, the Gazan and Mingwa. Um, and how, how, like, it's a really, I think, strong introduction to Zaheer, but I'm very curious to see, hear what Allison thinks about Zaheer in particular. You Um, know. Because he gets, he gets the most development out of every, his, his band of miscreants. Well, I have to admit that I don't have many thoughts yet because there isn't a ton in the way of development, other than it being a very cool introduction for that sort of element of the story. But it feels a little bit like at the end of a franchise launching movie, you get the cut scene in the middle of the credits at where you see like whoever the big bad for the next movie is going to be mm-hmm. um, or several movies down or or you're Marvel and you just show me four seconds of Thanos every five years and expect that that's going to do it for me somehow. So um, whatever the case is, it felt like that. Like it felt like they were priming me to be engaged as opposed to actually engaging me all that much. And I was super engaged with the sequence as a whole. But I think I want to wait and sort of see what the deal is um but i'm very into the voice performance um i was very into the animation he was sort of immediately terrifying in a in like a oh you know also in a prison break kind of sense but it, the energy of that sequence was a lot like a very dangerous criminal got a toothbrush 15 minutes ago and we haven't seen him since Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. he got or a paperclip or something else incredibly innocuous and not scary. But you saw them get that. and Nobody else did. So now you understand the stakes and, and you sort of marvel at their prowess and power while also being terrified of them. Like it felt very much like that, which is great. Um, but I don't know that I know all that much about him as a person yet. Um, yeah, that's fair. although he probably should have gotten his girlfriend first. <laughs> well, as we'll find out, not. Not in the next episode. I don't know if it's the fourth episode. Um, because I, they're not in the third episode at all, I think. Because uh, they have really big fish to fry in the third episode. Um, but, yeah. Um, I'm going to read Marcus's, uh, Marcus's prediction here. Is that his current prediction is that Zaheer or his girlfriend, who I assume is a firebender, is the descendant of Azula, and that's why they're after the Avatar. Which is the big thing I was going to make, is that Zaheer and his gang, the big thing that we know is that they want to kill the Avatar. Um, 
like that's what he says he's gonna do that's what zuko's really worried about um is like you need to warn you need to warn the avatar because this is bad and i think that that's a big way of sort of doing threat escalation is that zuko thinks they're bad news um in addition to these ridiculous prisons that they're all in um and i think that that is the thing um we'll bookmark some of that other stuff that Marcus said for when we meet the girlfriend. <laughs> uh, Marcus says they might have killed Aang. That's mm-hmm. another theory. Um, Cause we still don't know how Aang died. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah. It's great to see Zuko back. It's really fun. We don't get much with him and that's going to have to be something that, you know, we wait, I think and withhold judgment on, but it was cool to see his dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, he has a dragon now. <laughs> he has a dragon now because Zuko wasn't cool enough already. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. I, I mean, Noel, those points are all great. Yeah, um, and you are right, and that is very interesting. But I one hundred percent got stuck on Zuko and then stopped thinking. Um, sure, and, well, and no, I no, think no, that's no. Fair. Zuko <laughs> and then dragon, and it short circuited my brain, and that is really all I could focus on with. With relation to that character. Man, when I yeah. saw that eye, whoo-hoo, I got so excited. Um, <laughs> very glad to have another of our friends back, yeah. um, however fleetingly. Yeah, and this isn't the end of Zuko in this season. I'll just let you know. Um, he shows up a couple more times, I think. Um, right. To kind of provide con- provide some context for stuff. Great. Um, yeah. I just like that the dragons are back enough that one of yes. them is able to just hang out with Zuko. To be a taxi. Appa yeah. style. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's enough dragons that, that, you know, in the world at this point, you know, 70 years later, that they aren't just, like, the two that hang out in the dragon and in, in the mountains and occasionally come out to do some choreographed, like, dancing with Zuko and Aang. A secret sect of um, air acolytes have actually been raising dragons in secret. Oh, yeah. For yeah, the past 100 years. The baby <laughs> dragons are so cute. <laughs> yes. It's Princess Strawberry Spicehead is the, 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 the baby dragon. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm excited for the season. It seems like we're all on the same page that they're off to a good start, a very confident, solid start. And I'm excited to talk about what comes next. Yeah. It's so. got that. Um, it's got that soft relaunch energy Mm -hmm. which i always like when it's well timed yeah (laughs) when it's necessary it certainly is is appreciated well tomorrow we're gonna be back to talk about episodes three and four episodes three uh of, of book three is the earth queen and episode four is in harm's way so any predictions allison the earth queen okay so Toph had two kids, let's say twins. So Lynn has a twin and she's the queen of the Earth Kingdom. And she um is cool and smart and fun i don't know um that's a, a terrible guess uh but i'm guessing i mean in more likely it is a, she is a descendant of boomy but you know what go just go with me we're just gonna we're gonna say there is another little bay, there's another little bayfong out there or grown-up bayfong and um and she's awesome 
Um, and then in harm's way, um, um, the magma bender gets near a volcano, which is near a town, which we know is a, a an Avatar: The Last Airbender classic. So they decide mm-hmm. to like recreate history, and then Korra has to stop the lava, and as a result, no one can touch the floor. Ah. So you're saying floor is lava. The fl- I'm saying the floor is lava. Okay. Marcus says the old Earth King made his bear his successor. So the Earth Queen is a bear. Oh, I really like that guess. It's very good. It's I, very good. I gotta be honest. I forgot about the Earth King and his bear until this exact moment. <laughs> yes. That's good, though. I'm sticking, whatever, I'm sticking with my guess. I was vaguely sort of almost correct on one thing, so... This okay. time will be almost sort of vaguely correct on one thing. And okay. then Asama, Asami and Korra kiss. Okay. I'm going to will that into being with guest star John Leguizamo. Okay. These, these are our oldies but goodies. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Okay. Noel, anything you want to use? Are you good? Um, I'm looking. I mean, the Earth Queen episode, I think, is really good. Um, and I think that... Looking, I'm looking at my review for In Harm's Way and just going like, apparently I thought it was fine. Um, so <laughs> that's not very helpful. I was like, oh yeah, that one it was fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently I thought it was fine. Um, again, I'm going to be rewatching all of these episodes for the first time this time through, so some of this isn't going to stick. Um, but I'm excited. I also forgot that Nickelodeon just started dropping episodes, like two episodes a week. Um, at this point, uh, for reasons that we'll get into in a couple of days, um, yeah, when they just week. stopped airing it on TV, it was an online only show. Yeah, it became it became you could only buy it digitally, or you could watch the Nickelodeon's website from episode ten onward. This is like Fox levels of nonsense. Yeah, yeah wait until we really get into it because it's really ridiculous. Um, I don't know you. You luck into like a, like a potential all timer, and then yeah. you just and then you just do this. You, oh, Allison, sorry, man, I did a double double bird there. You have no idea. Wait until we get to season four. <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Okay. How do you? What, what I don't understand is how you spend the money that they clearly had to spend to get Mir back and to make it look this good, and then they don't air it. That's what I don't get. Yeah. It's um, like it would be like if the it would be like if HBO was like we have the wire you can you can view it as a comic strip on Sundays in USA Today and that's the only way enjoy the wire thank you for the clout yeah very yeah, strange no it basically like there's we'll get into it when we hit episode like nine um, but it's just it's real weird and then there's other stuff in season four that is also real weird like really really weird but there's also a range of conspiracy theories about actual reasons for things that are happening so mm-hmm. okay yeah, let's just say in season four there'll be one episode where we do three because one of them is a, is a straight up clip show yes of reasons so like an actual yeah. clip show yes yeah 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 an animated clip show yeah more yeah, of that when we listeners, get there. Allison's making a very confused face, right? A whole now. very on, appropriate hold face. Hold on. Like meta wink wink format of a clip show? No. Actual no. clip show. Actual, Actual clip show. There's clip a little show. bit of original animation in there, but yeah. So Cora will be like, 
that reminds me of the time that we went to yes. Ba Sing Se. Yes. And then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those were the days. Oh. Are they going to do it Golden Girl style? Do they sit in a kitchen and eat cheesecake? Um, and then we I, get a clip show? I think it's more family tie style where they sit around a photo album and flip through it. Oh. <laughs> I honestly don't remember what the framing device for the clip show is. There is some original animation in it, but it there's is... some like pop up video situation. Yeah, but it's 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 a clip show all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, on, on the note of breaking Alice, and this isn't yeah. going to happen for like two weeks. You're not even yeah. going to see this for like two weeks. It's going to just can percolate Great. in the back of your brain until Great. then. I'm well. I'm definitely going to forget about it because my short term memory is garbage right now. So I'll get to have this experience all over again. Mm-hmm. Which means we will too. And thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Marcus says unless they were trying to launch their own streaming streaming service, it doesn't make sense. And then they would be like five years too early. Yes. Yes, and they couldn't because they were on Viacom. Viacom wasn't interested in launching its own streaming service. Yeah. So anyways, until tomorrow, thank you, Marcus, for hanging with us in the Zoom. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.